It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. But uh, all jokes aside, before we move on, I think it's cool that we are taking time out to really highlight these individuals, but not only that, educate our fans, you know, I'm just going to say this and leave, that, leave this at that. Sometimes I get caught up in seeing the comments and people saying this is a clown show, this is a trash show. You might not like the content that we deliver all the time, but you won't find more diversity than what you find here at UCSS. Yeah, we have a job to entertain, but we also have a job to inform. And so when we take time out to give you content like this to try to educate you, like be careful what you call in trash and clown. You might not like the takes, mm. but we handle our business here. I, I'm sorry, I, I stay <clears throat> bad job out of me. It slipped my mind. I think I said the Battle of Midway was the Korean War. That was World War II. Sorry, sorry about that. Mm. Fact check me on that. If, if uh, somebody, you, you, am I correct? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was World War II, right? Yeah, World War II. Yes, got it. No, none of us corrected you either. <laughs> I, well, I, had to, I had to correct myself. Yeah. If you're a history guy, you think you know history. You yeah. can't just say that was a Freudian slip. Go That's ahead. That's all right. That's a, we all make mistakes. I wanted to mention this Ken Rosenthal real quick. Or do, are we short on time here? I don't know. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, I think this is very important. You know, race has become more of a conversation, and I think that's a great thing. Uh, not only you know, we on this show are not afraid to talk about race, and I think the problem in—I mean, yeah—often it has nothing to do with sports, so you're not going to bring it up on sports. I think there's a lot of people in the media that are scared to have a conversation about race because they—they're afraid they're going to say the wrong thing, and I, I think that's bad. Now, the reason I bring this up is because I saw because. Having conversations about differences and similarities about people's part of the reason racism exists is because people are scared. People are scared of what they don't know. If you grew up, I remember, I'll never forget this. When I went to college, I met a kid who was from a really rural town, like Mm -hmm. a small, tiny town, almost by the Canadian border in upstate New York. And he had never met anybody Jewish before. Never. And he literally asked me, and he wasn't trying to be anti-Semitic or, or a, a mean person. He was just ignorant and didn't know any better. Now, this might not even make sense to you because you might not know. But years and years ago, there was this, this no- nonsense, of course, that Jewish people had horns because we were yes. the devil. Yeah. Whatever that came from. And this kid, this is 19... 
96 or whatever it was, believe it or not, said to me, do you have horns? And I, that sounds like, oh my God, were you offended? I was not offended because he, he was just a small town, ignorant guy who didn't know any better. And he didn't say it in a mean way. He really thought that that was real because somebody along the way had told him this crazy. And I talked with him and we became friends. And he always felt foolish, like an idiot. And nowadays, 30 years later with the internet and everything, people can make fun of him. Yes, he sounded like a moron, but he didn't know any better. And the reason I bring that up is because it's important to have these conversations, whether it's on a sports show or wherever, if it's at the bar, it's important to have these conversations. And if you, if somebody's coming from a good place and trying to learn to not, if they say the wrong thing, to not jump on that person, mm-hmm. right? If, if they're coming from a good place and you know it, you know, when you're talking to somebody, is this guy an asshole or is, is he just ignorant or is he uh, just not knowledgeable or interested? And maybe he asked the question in the wrong way and maybe I can talk to this guy and he's not going to spread that to the next generation. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. Not, I think it's <clears throat> I think it's really important because I, I think it, it's, it's all about tolerance. It's all about learning and being able to hear about another person's or another group of people's uh, you know, history. I married a woman who's from the Philippines. She's completely different. She doesn't have the same mindset. She's from a completely different culture. So there's sometimes when she talks about certain things that happen in her country, I'm, I, I haven't been there. Right. We, I talk about the history of her country, uh, country and, 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 you know, colonialism and things like that. And she educates me on, on the way they perceive things to be from their culture. I think sometimes all you got to do is just listen. I, I never understood people who get all up in arms when you talk about race. Because I can sit here and I can listen to a Chinese person, a Japanese person, uh, uh, you know, a Native American, and they could tell me about their plight. And I can sit there and listen to them because I understand I didn't have anything to do with it personally. But in context of history, they're telling me historical things about their culture and the way that that plays on their, their life today. So when people get all up in arms and crazy about it, and oh, my gosh, why do we already have to talk about this? You got to stand back a little bit and say, okay, well, hold on. Is this hurting me? Is this person accusing me of doing something? Is this person coming at me? No, they're just telling what their truth is. And sometimes tolerance is a, is a thing that we all should have. And, and you know, you go back to, in my, my case, even when you go to, you know, the bigger case where now today is completely different from what it was. But I go back to my grandfather and he tells me a story. And I didn't know this story until... I was, you know, old enough to hear it because he never told anybody. And um, we go through our family tree and I'm in charge of both of our family trees and documenting things like that because they pass it down to generation to generation. And looking through some of those records, my grandfather um, was able to let me know that our whole last name was different. His last name is George. The reason why his last name is not George is because he, his, his grandfather was a sharecropper in the South. Uh, a mob of people came to try to lynch him, and uh, he ended up fighting back and ended up uh, in self-defense killing somebody. They had a bunch of people in the town that came looking for him, um, and he fled at the age of 15 um, to uh, Ohio. And that is how we got our name. Our name is George. He had to ch- he had to change his name from George to Lynch. His na- his natural name was Lynch. We they changed it to George 
because they were so scared. There was a, a, a manhunt in three different um, states looking for him. Um, he finally fled and actually moved out to the uh, free territories out in Missouri and those areas where there wasn't um, guys that were, you know, they didn't have, it, was, it was wilderness out there and he was able to hide. But when he told me that story, you know, my grandfather, you know, cried because he, he, he was always told never, ever, ever, ever tell any white person what your name is. When they talk to you, you don't say anything. And he said, do you know how many good people I passed up to talk to? How many great individuals that I could have met that, that happened to be the other color because I lived in fear that somebody was going to put two and two together and realize that I was, you know, his, his, his relative and they was going to come and, and, and kill us all. So he told me that story and that, that story always sat with me because I saw the emotions of an 86-year-old grown man crying and showed the trauma that you lived through during those times. I come back to now, I'm on a TV show, I do all these things, and, and in two or three generations, we have come so far and it's a blessing to come there. But at the same time, it's important for you to hear those stories so that you don't ever go back to that place and that we can all move forward together and say, that was a bad time, that was a wrong time, let's move forward to get together as a culture. So that's why I believe telling those stories is important. It is, and it's important to have these conversations and not be afraid of it. Um, and, and that doesn't, and, 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 and as you say, everybody shouldn't be so sensitive to the fact that well, if you did nothing wrong, that's fine. You don't you don't have to feel guilty if no. you've done nothing wrong. No. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't be sensitive to what other people yeah. have been through. Uh -huh. Thanks. And, and and one other thing I wanted to say in this vein, just a real quick story, and I know we got to move no, on. No, keep going. This is but, this is good. Keep going. But, but this is this this bothered me amongst the many things that bother me. I saw an awful announcing. I'm sure many of you know the website. I like a lot of stuff they do. This the Ken Rosenthal thing. Yeah, this thing? pissed me off yeah. yesterday because Awful Announcing wrote an article in which a number of random people, and then one thing called Razball, which is like a baseball fantasy website, essentially accused Ken Rosenthal, the baseball writer, of being racist. And I thought Awful Announcing, they didn't necessarily say he was racist, but all the references to tweets in their article basically accused Ken Rosenthal of being a racist. Now, there was no, what, what bothers me about this is there are a lot of jerks out there. There are a lot of racist, loser, disgusting people. And they should be called out every time. But if we call out people for being racist with nothing to back it up, in an unfair accusation, which I'll explain in a minute, then it's like the boy who cried wolf. If I'm calling everybody a racist, if every time in the media somebody says something where, in, in this case, he happens to... Let me explain. So Ken Rosenthal, who's a baseball writer, wrote an article the other day about Bobby Witt Jr. of the Royals. He just signed an extension, and the article was saying, this shows that small market teams can sign their players to long-term extension. Mm -hmm. Bobby Witt Jr. is white, okay? He also wrote two columns in the last two years about two, two players from the Dominican Republic. And the headlines talk about concerns, okay? One was Wander Franco, one was Fernando Tatis Jr. Now, first of all, basing calling somebody a racist based on three, that's too small a sample size, number one. Especially for a guy who has no reputation of being a racist. Mm -hmm. 
But here's the problem specifically if you actually dive into what happened here. So the article about Wander Franco happened after he was accused, and he's since been uh, indicted in Dominican Republic, for, I can't remember the exact charges, but misabusing and you and having sex with a 14-year-old girl, mm-hmm. okay? So that article that was being referenced to try to make him look racist had zero to do with his baseball ability. It was about the trouble off the field. Right now, he can't even play because he's in the Dominican Republic. He's not allowed to leave the country. Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, that looks like a disaster. So that's not a good comparison. Now, the second one that was referenced was Fernando Tatis Jr., now, this was before he got busted for steroids, so it has nothing to do with that. However, the tweet re- references the headline from for the Fernando Tatis article, and it says something like, Tatis extended, is this dis- sustainable? Well, the person who put out that tweet obviously didn't read the article. The article had nothing to do with... The article had yeah. nothing to do with Tatis being yeah. a bad signing. In fact, in the article, he says it was a good move by the Padres to sign Tatis. What the article was, first of all, as anybody in the business knows, the people that write these articles don't write the headlines. It's There's somebody that's job is to pick the headline. But in the article, Ken Rosenthal talked about, well, the Padres are not a big market team, but they have this massive payroll. Now they've signed Tatis in addition to this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. And the other guys they signed had been a mix of whatever, Latin, white, a bunch and of guys. by the way, they're already fire sailing. Right. And they're- he was saying, I don't know if it's sustainable that they can sign all these guys. So the two examples that were used are terrible examples. And so now this guy's been painted by some as a racist. People are going to think, oh, he must be a racist when it was completely unfair. And that is detrimental to the real cause and rooting out the real bad people out can I, there. Can I say this? Um, I, you know, for me, uh, when you had a platform, there's there's a lot of things that, you know, uh, being a minority, you have to be very uh, cognizant of, right? You do want to champion the cause of minorities and you do really want to be mindful if you feel like there's a, there's a bias of any sort um, in calling that out. But I also feel this is very important. As an individual who has a platform that's black, you have to be very cautious in the way you you play that play the R thing, because the R thing to me is big. Race is huge because you can throw that out, and because there is a history of it, people will not even look into what you're saying. Right, and that could that could sully and, and kill a person's career. That can that if you if me like I, I me. If I said, you know, a lot of people support me, <clears throat> if I went around calling everybody racist or calling somebody racist, that could ruin their career. That could ruin their family's yeah. lives. And there's no way to retract it because there's always going to be a couple of people that still are going to look at everything you say and say, well, he may not be racist, but he might be undercover. So the thing that I try to do is I, I talk to people face to face. If I got a problem with somebody, I'll call them on the phone like, hey, can I get your phone number so I can talk to you and figure something out? But I'm not going to put it in a, in, a, in a public forum because at the end of the day, whether you're black, whether you're white or whatever you are, you have the responsibility to be just in what you're saying and, and think long and hard 
because it's this it's the exact same thing as somebody accusing you of assaulting a woman or physically violence or taking advantage of a woman that stuff doesn't come off with, by washing it off it don't come off as, so you gotta be mindful of that. as soon as it's out there people are gonna make up their mind yeah right it's a first impression That's world right. we live in you see it it must be true even <laughs> if it's completely fabricated yep and no matter how much evidence you present to disprove the initial claim doesn't it's, matter. It's never coming off. Don't do and that. that's a bad job. Like, randoms on Twitter is one thing. For awful announcing to put that out was was wrong. I'm, I'm not going to share the context, but, boy, me and you literally just had this same conversation yeah. in private yesterday. You got to be careful with that. The bottom line, before we move on, because I'm going to do a FanDuel read, we're going to do the parlay, then we're going to bring Darren in. The bottom line is, man, no matter your race, no matter your gender, no matter your creed, while you on this earth, Spread love, like be kind to uh, one another, be respectful to one another, like help one another. Me and Mike, man, that's my brother. We look nothing alike, but that's my brother. And we talk all the time, like we, we're born in an era to where we shake our head that it's still racism, it's still this alive and this well. I'm born in 1987, man. I don't know nothing about no segregation. I love anybody that love me and respect me. And it should be like that, period. If we so, all lived our lives that way, the world would be a better place. You don't think me and her look similar? It's close. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Oh, my, my hair's getting kind of long, man. I got to hit, hit up your loctician. Up me, I, I would like to see Mike go to your loctician. Has she ever worked on a white guy's hair? No, but I'm sure she could. That would be something. There was a that guy. Would, it would I, end my career. Let the Browns sign a white player with locks. I bet there you. There was a guy to back in the day when I used to. Shout out to, Shanti. I used to go to Marine Park in Brooklyn. I was talking about this earlier today off the air. It was a good court. Chris Mullen came down and played there once. There's a lot of good players that played. And there was this white dude who would play who had dreadlocks like down. In my, in my memory, they were down to his ankles. They probably weren't that long. <laughs> but it was this white guy who had the longest dreadlocks. It was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. All right, anyway, what do we got now, Earl? Parlay action? Yeah. And FanDuel read number three. <clears throat> <laughs> Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about score- scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a dub, or two, or even three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which player will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers. Join today. You'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com UCSS to sign up. That's FanDuel.com UCSS. 
Nice. Mike, set nice. us up. So we are doing the ultimate same yeah. game parlay for the Super Bowl. That means each day of this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we are coming together as a consensus group, whoever's on the panel, to lock in one leg of the parlay. Now on Monday, we had over-under passing props. The panel agreed that the under for Brock Purdy at 245 was the bet we were going with. On Tuesday, we had rushing yards. We went over 67.5 with Isaac Pacheco. By the way, I would not have been with you guys on that one. Okay. Would you Just take for the record? Okay. Well, you weren't here yesterday, so I, that would have been a stay away for me. But okay. Mm. But I so wasn't part of the battle that day. Today we are going with receiving yards, and I don't have my glasses or contacts in both. So when the graphic why? comes up, because with the I, I wore my glasses with the IFB yesterday, it, it tilted. So and why not contacts? Because I got to get more contacts right now. Mm. I got to pay for a car. I'm a little broke right now. So uh, <laughs> what happened to your car? I got hit like a month ago. We've talked about this. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. right. Yeah. So, All right, Earl. You so got to read the. I, I just can't see the screen. You yeah. Okay. So here we go. So, these are the five we're considering. Over, under, uh, can we get that full screen for a sec? This is a little hard for me to see, too. <laughs> so, <laughs> Travis Kelsey, really 72 and a half. Can we get that full screen or no, Steve? There we go. Uh, Debo, 59 and a half. Brandon Ayuk, 63 and a half. Kittle, 49 and a half. And Rice, Rashid Rice, 67 and a half. All right, guys. So, let me ask you this. Is there one or more that you want to just stay away from totally? Yes. Want to take it right out? <sighs> yes. Which one? Um, Kittle. I'm with you on Kittle. Kittle's too volatile. If Kittle could have two yards. He could or have 250. Yeah. I don't. He's way too volatile. So let's take Kittle out. Cause I, I'm gonna keep it real. I, Debo Samuel is way too too volatile for me. I take, take Debo out too. Every I'm, single okay. every single game he All come right. in, he he fall out. And, those are my least favorite two of okay, the five. Okay, so those those are out. Now, Kelsey over seems like a no-brainer. Yes. But, you know, the Niners' defense, they got good linebackers. Like, what are they going to do? I, I don't know. Could they? I, okay, I don't know. So, that's under consideration. Rashi Rice. To, I've, been, I've been betting. I've been fan-dueling it yeah. up. He is volatile as hell. He'll that, get two catches for 57 and a half yards. And, that's a and, lot of yards that's for a rookie lot of yards. receiver in the, in the Super Bowl. All right, so let's take him out. So now we're down to Kelsey and Ayuk. They're my two favorites. Yes. Okay. Can I present a case for Kelsey real quick? Go ahead. Because that, that's my number one. Yeah. In playoff games and when it matters most, Travis Kelsey has been at his best. Yes. You even look last week against Baltimore. 11 targets, 11 catches, 107 yards. With the plethora of receivers that Kansas City currently has around Patrick Mahomes, there is only one guy I believe he truly trusts undeniably and unquestionably. That is Travis Kelsey. And whenever we talk about being in the biggest games, who has to step up? Your stars matter. Right. And 72.5 against the 49ers defense is a high number. But I think there's a chance that Kelsey gets 12, 13, 14 targets if he catches seven or eight of those. Uh, And and especially, you know, Andrew has two weeks to cook up plays for him specifically. Mm. Some play action, a third down shot here or there. He has great hands. Pretty confident he's not going to drop any. Uh, I like the Kelsey because in the biggest games, your best players show up. And Travis Kelsey, time after time, has come through in the clutch when the Chiefs needed him most. Man, boy, the the way he came up, he came up again. And I can't understate this. He did it against the Bills on the road. He did it against the Ravens on the road. And I could just hear Nance, Tony, Tony, hey, listen, Kelsey's open for 25 to open the game. He already got 25. I'm telling you the first drive, he's already 25, 30 yards. They're going to give him that. 
Uh, I just think that I, if you'd be an idiot or you'd be a fool not to do Kelsey over. His girl going to be in the building. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, though, I love Ayuk over. Okay. Would you, would Give you, us the case. Give us the case. Um, well, first of all, he was their most consistent target in the passing game all season. He was an all-pro, by the way. A legitimately 1,200 yards. Right? Uber-talented receiver. He yeah. doesn't get the hype of the other guys on that team. But outside of McCaffrey, he was their second-best player this year. Yes. Well, not outside o- of McCaffrey. Offensively. Including McCaffrey. Yeah. He was their second-best player this year. Uh, and he has consistently gone over that yardage. I also, with the volatility of the other guys, and I, I, I know the Niners want to run the ball, and they will, certainly, but the Chiefs also know they want to run the ball. Mm-hmm. And I don't think McCaffrey's going to – I think McCaffrey's going to have a good game, but I don't think he's going to have this monster game on the ground. And the Chiefs are going to score some. So the Niners' defense is good, but it's not lights out. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's, they're going to have to throw the ball a decent amount. Mm-hmm. And I think Ayuk is their best pass catcher on a team that has more of a variety of weapons. Whereas the, Chief, the, the Niners' number one goal stop Kelsey. is stop Kelsey. Now, yeah. a lot of times that's impossible, but it's their number one goal. On the Niners, for the, for the Chiefs, the number one goal is stop Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. That's it. Ayuk might not even be second. I mean, he might, Debo might be second. And and so I, now, I think ultimately though, if you guys feel better about the Kelsey, I'll go with you because I think they're both going to go over. Well, I, I almost said we, yeah. we might, if, if I'm doing a parlay, I'm taking both of these overs for Kelsey and Ayuk. I also look at it like this. You know, I think that Ayuk, they're, they're going to be down in the fourth quarter. And I think they're not in it. It's, it's tough in the Super Bowl to do this. If teams can't stick to the run game in the regular season, I just saw the Baltimore Ravens mm-hmm. just abandon the run game yeah. and, and just quit. I, I think in the Super Bowl, it is very difficult to do that. I also take it in consideration. Think about it. Shanahan was up 28 to three or something stupid. Yep. Yeah. And they, they, right. They, they let their foot off the gas. Right. And he's like, They're no, that. I ain't going to do that no more and give the ball back to Patrick right. Mahomes. I think I think it's the throw game. So what, my, my one thing on Ayuk, the Chiefs secondary is really good. And I like the Ayuk over as well, but he's going up against McDuffie, who was an all-pro, Sneed, who's a talented cornerback, and who's the other, um, who's the other guy on the outside? Uh, I can't think of their third. But they, they had a really good pass defense. And the one thing with Kelsey, and this goes back to you weren't here yesterday, Bull. Yeah. San Francisco's run defense is – it's okay. It's not great. You yeah. saw both Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery right. gash him. We saw the week before Aaron Jones ran for 107 yards against him. I think Pacheco and his ability to run the ball and the violence with which he runs yeah. the ball is going to force San Francisco to bring some of its linebackers kind of closer to the box, which is going to allow some play action for tra- Travis Kelsey across pa- the middle. Pacheco's become a hell of a player. I'll give you good. that. I give him 60 yards, yeah. and I think he goes over 60 yards on the ground, and he gets a touchdown. All right, so we, we took we took Isaiah Pacheco over, but what are we going to do today? Like, I what, think, what are we doing? I think we should go with Kelsey in the end. It's the safest. I, I like Kelsey. It's here, the yeah. safest play. I think Ayuk will go over. Ayuk, Ayuk, Ayuk is on fire. <laughs> we don't need no water. Let the mother burn. I'm gonna tell you like this, man. I, I'm Ladarius Need. That man don't give up touchdowns. That man don't really give up many yards. Now, last week against Zay Flowers was probably the exception to the rule, but. I, I'm looking at this. I think that he's going to be the corner that's going to travel with IU. I think he's more effective than Debo Samuels is, so I think that would be his assignment. 
but I'm with you all. I think I'm going to go Travis Kelsey uh, over the yeah. 72 and a half. I understand that San Francisco has a quality linebacking core, and their secondary is okay. But, man, Travis Kelsey, he just – he continues to prove he him. Like, I, yeah, I, I mean, I know the Chiefs have a good secondary, but you could do that on one play. Well, that's like, – he, he's that he, type he, of he's player. He's the boomer bust. He was on yeah. my fantasy team this year, and he would have yeah. three catches for 96 yards and a right. touchdown. He's right. – yeah. A big play, a home run hitter, yeah. but he's not getting the same underneath targets that Debo is or Kittle. Just no. looking at that, I know we haven't given our predictions. I, I, I think the, the Niners are going to have a tough time. I, 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 don't, 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 don't. Do wait till yet. Friday. Wait till All Friday. All right, so We're the official pick is, way, is, is Kelsey over 72 and a half. 72 and a half. So that means through three legs, yeah. Purdy under passing yards, Pacheco over rushing yards, mm-hmm. Kelsey over receiving yards. Tomorrow, yeah. looking at anytime touchdown scores. Anytime touchdown scores. To yeah. add to our five-part okay. same game Super I got Bowl a parlay. question before we do this. That we're doing based on the read. odds. Yes. Because right. we got practice. Darren waiting, so I got a question before we do this read. Shoot. How much are we putting on this? Well, oh, yeah. I don't. It, it depends on the payout. I'm probably going to put 10 bucks. I'll be we honest. We should do it as a team and split the Yeah, we should winnings. do it as a team. Put $10 a piece. We could do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean. What you mean $10? Y'all catch it. Well, let's not talk about exactly how much we're going to I need. We got to go up top. Yeah. If you're going to go up top, you got to go up top. $12? <laughs> is, is the range we'll, we'll talk about it off the air <laughs> right. once Wait, again it's the range card no I got no contact right, right. <laughs> shout out to hey shout out to Rose uh, yeah hey, shout when, out, when we hit this part like I'll be seeing for two weeks yeah <laughs> listen you'll be out big nuggets talking about you going back to New Jersey what buying a car <laughs> sucks we can talk about it over time but buying a car you have cars. to call us total total yeah Mark. I gotta get this read in but yeah. you better buy, uh, you right. better, about you better buy a Chevy you better buy a Chevy okay psych <laughs> All right, before we bring in our man Darren uh, uh, Darren Smith, who will be there supporting his Kansas City Chiefs, it's Super Bowl week. Happy Super Bowl week to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W, two, or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also have best for who will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today. You'll get $200 on bonus bets and your first, I'm sorry, if your first bet of $5 or more win, just visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS. That's FanDuel.com dot UCSS. I messed that one all the way up. <laughs> C minus. <laughs> that was a D plus, Earl. Earl, but D we'll plus let it go because we got Darren. We got yeah, Darren. Right Darren? Now we about to bring in our man Darren Smith, friend of the show. This man that stands on business, one of the best dressed mans in the uh, building. And word is, he put something on the Bobby Witt Junior contract. That's what I heard. <laughs> oh, we can't hear. We can't Darren. hear Darren. All right, one second. We got to get those, right, we'll, little, those we'll levels together. We'll figure it out. There's a sharp though. He is always that like does. a Baltimore Ravens uh, colors though. Man, he got this deal, man. I'm sorry. He got the best deal in the business. Yeah, Men's warehouse. I'm a big dude. What's up? And y'all should have been giving me these suit deals. What's up? If you, yeah. hey, hey, you men's warehouse. Athleticbigboys.com. What's your? <laughs> oh, while we're waiting for Dan, real quick. Yeah. What's your dream? UCSS sponsor that would get swag like Jordan, a Jordan deal to get shoes. Yeah, I, that's Nike. true. Although Nikes, I want to wear Nike so bad, but they don't make wide shoes. They don't come in. They don't come in Fred Flintstone size. They don't come in Fred Flintstone size. <laughs> so what? So what, what's the answer for you? Feet. 
The answer for me is lose 120 pounds. I don't. <laughs> no, no, and not, then not, I get normal sneakers. Not that answer. What's what's your dream sponsor? Uh, answer? I hadn't ever thought about it for just clothing. No, it could be. He said shoes. Oh, it could but be something clothes, in that vein. Food. It could be American Airlines. Yeah, air, yeah. Uh, Hawaiian Airlines. Hawaiian Airlines. That would be a, that'd be a good one. Yeah, that'd be a good one. And then they send us there every year to do the show there for a week. That'd, that'd be, be awesome. Great. I definitely need that. Yeah. Listen, shout out to them. Listen, y'all can hit me up. I'm ready to go. We were going to do a topic today, and we we just kind of got busy with other stuff. We were going to do a topic on like how much do you fear that the Browns will never be able to get to the Super Bowl because of Patrick Mahomes, and that's something we we're why, talk why about. do why do we do that? Well, we got. We're not gonna do that. We probably either gonna do it on behind the glass, or I'll probably do it tomorrow. But right now, we do got Darren Smith. We got Darren. Audio. Hey, Darren. What up, Darren? You're looking sharp That's as a tack, going on, man. What's up, Darren? Well, I appreciate it. Hey, this I'll, is this is not Baltimore Ravens. I know. I heard. Uh, no, yeah. well, this, you know, I don't know. We didn't roll like that here. So, no, nah, this yeah. is just you know. How my is guy that a got me seven dressed. part suit, Darren? How many parts of that suit are there? That's a twelve part. That's a twelve part uh, parlay suit. It's, it's, it's you know, right. <laughs> <laughs> we just—I don't know if you heard it, Darren, but we're—we're we're, all this week we're picking. Oh no no no! I—I I, I, I watch every day. I know exactly. What I know. You're doing. Well, I didn't know you were at the Super Bowl I'm, and if you too busy. I'm waiting. Well, look, I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on Friday because I'm gonna put whatever you all put down. I'm gonna match it out here in Vegas. So whatever y'all put down, I'm okay. putting down on it as well. All right, he I stands like out it. business. And I'm going to throw this. They're going to try to steal this. Listen, they ain't stealing this. Hey, I got to ask you. Listen, this is the way I'm feeling. Uh, This was supposed to be the year y'all was down. This was supposed to be the year that y'all was going to be terrible, that y'all didn't have the receiver, that y'all was going to get bounced out of the playoffs because you was on the road. And lo and behold, here you go right back in Vegas, right back in the Super Bowl. And I'm going to tell you what. This is a note to all these other teams. If you think Patrick Mahomes is just going to give it up by y'all doing the same things, he's not. So you better overdo it. I, he's standing in the way a lot of cats. And if they don't give these teams help, he might go the next decade. How have y'all been able to get this off by reinventing yourself? Well, look, I mean, this team has been able to deal with adversity. We have veterans like Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones. They've been through the highs and the lows, uh, you know, since this run started six seasons ago. So even when you have the drops and the penalties and stuff like that, as champions and as veterans, they're able to work through it and get their teammates and coaching staff to buy into it. And so it's been a, it's been a collective team effort, to be quite honest. And it's I mean, it's and, you know, I'm disappointed in you and uh, in, in you, G. Bush, because I told you before the season started, I had Chiefs and the Browns. The Browns didn't do their part. But each and every week, for whatever reason, you all data Patrick Mahomes, and I'm just like, why? Why would you do it until not everybody look, like the Bulls and everybody else? Yeah, Mike, Mike, you were the only one. Mike was the but one. But here's the thing: until you until you knock them off, why would you go against them? Facts. Well, it, listen, Facts. I think Dar- the, the the truth is, people always want to look for the fashionable new team, right? Like the the Chiefs felt like a little bit of old hat this year, and I think that was the sentiment. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing: this is true though, Darren, yeah. and I, I'm curious. Patrick Mahomes, listen, I love this guy. He's phenomenal. But he wasn't quite as good this year. Even in the playoffs, he's been good, but not his his love. Like, when I talk about Miles Garrett, I'm always like, there's another. Patrick Mahomes is not this year played at his highest level. He's been better other years. Tell me why. Why has he been not quite as good as he's been other years this year? Well, this season, Allegedly. as you know, um, 
Uh, <laughs> well, this is, as you know, obviously the uh, you know with the two new tackles, they've had problems with the penalties. So you know they led the league in penalties with a lot of false start. Jawan Taylor, I think, had about 13, 13 yeah, false start penalties. Yeah. So that would that would stall and kill drives. You know, uh, bring you back. Also, you know the wide receivers look—they dropped a lot of passes. I think they dropped maybe thirty passes this year. So when you say he's not having the type of season, well, if you factor in the the amount of drops that they had if those are completions he's probably thrown for another 5,000 yards this year and the record and everything else is probably much different and he might be looking at a back-to-back MVP season in the playoffs you got to remember in the game against Miami it was it was uh it was negative degrees out there so you know and and they did enough Miami of course were you know they're just not playing that type of weather so that was a that was going to be an easy win for the Chiefs the following week the, the following week when you uh when you factor in what happened in Buffalo Buffalo laid an egg. I mean, Buffalo probably should have probably should have won or at least got the game in overtime. But Josh Allen does what Josh Allen does, and you know we appreciate him each and every year. <laughs> Last week against, uh, well, two weeks ago against uh, Baltimore. Well, talking to Matt Nagy and and uh, and Steve Spagnuolo on the field after the game, their biggest thing was one they were surprised that Baltimore stopped running the football. That was when so the stupid. score was tied, which. It was stupid and and killed a, an easy ball for me, which really pissed me off. But you know, but, but when yeah. you, but when you think about it, you know, once they got the lead, and I've, we've always said with this defense that he's had this year, if you're going to score and beat Kansas City right now, you better score all your points in the first half because if not, the most his defense has given up over the last two months is seven points in the second half. So That's once crazy. Kansas City got their lead defensively, they've I mean they you know. Whatever it is, during that halftime adjustment, Matt Nagy has been on. I'm sorry, not Matt Nagy, but Steve Spagnuolo has been on point with that defense. And they and and so last week against Baltimore, he just wanted to quote unquote game manage to make sure that he didn't put himself in a position to lose the game for the Chiefs. So, just to just to confirm, you're saying you don't you don't. And I'm not. Listen, I watch the Chiefs play, but I'm watching play every week as closely as you. So. You right. think you don't think Patrick Mahomes game changed at all? It was just the the receivers oh, weren't no, no, as good. The no, line no, 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 did no. he not play as well, or you think it was no, all that? No, 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 no. So the season during the season, yes, I, there, there were there were tons of Mahomes mistakes where I, where I felt he kind gotcha. of regressed some. But again, when you look at you know when you look at the receivers dropping the passes, I mean, again, you had a lot of drive killing. Uh, uh, you know, plays, penalties, and stuff like that, that that will stall the drive and, and put you in positions where instead of it being third and one or whatever, now you find yourself at third and 16, and then, he throw, and then he's trying to go for a home run, and now you got a punt, or it's an interception. So, no, I'm not saying Patrick was playing at an MVP season, but the drops, you know, but it was a combination of the drops, the uh, the quarterback play, as well as, as the penalties that you would see or you would think was a down season for Mahomes. Now, in the playoffs, again, the playoffs, Mahomes just Mahomes came to an understanding with himself. Whatever it takes to win. If it means yeah. I got to throw for 300 yards, I'll do it. If it means I got a game managed as long as we can advance, and that's what I'll do as well. Darren, it feels like Patrick Mahomes has entered that rarefied air that whoever's facing the Chiefs feels some type of unmeasurable, immense pressure just because of what they're facing on the opposing side. I go back to Baltimore. They ran the ball all season long. Hey, we're just going to throw the ball. We're going to change it all up. Go to the Buffalo game in the playoffs. Instead of just checking the ball down to Stephon Diggs on second down, Josh Allen's trying to take chances to the end zone. They end up missing the field goal. Tom Brady's the only other quarterback I could really remember where it felt like teams just consistently did weird, out-of-character things because they were trying to beat Brady, not just the Patriots. 
Do you get the same sense that teams feel that they almost have to, and this is going to sound silly, but beat Mahomes, not necessarily the Chiefs, and hopefully, for you at least, uh, can San Francisco tries to do something wonky like that this Sunday. Honestly, you're a thousand percent correct, Mike. Thank it's you. The reason why we okay. say it all the time. No, no, seriously, because it seems like every time, and look, a lot of it you can blame the league because they're always trying to, you know, find somebody, Mahomes versus Herbert, Mahomes versus Allen, Mahomes versus this, Mahomes versus that. And so, so just, just by the very nature, Mahomes, because he's been doing this since, you know, with the Brady thing, since he, came to start six years ago, he's used to it. But the other quarterbacks, because everybody wants to try to measure themselves against Mahomes, somehow, someway, whether it's the whether it's the play call or the head coach, put their quarterbacks in a situation where where when you least expect it, they're gonna they're gonna coach them out of character. They're gonna do look last week, Lamar Jackson had ample opportunities to run the football. Yep. And we're sitting there and 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 and, and talking talking to talking to Spags. Again, they were shocked that they stopped running because it was like they gave them they wanted what they want to do was to make him become a quarter, you know, make him pass. And that's exactly what they did. You know, mm-hmm. but but they had lanes wide open. The running backs could have, you know, could could have had uh yardage just to run the football, but for whatever reason and I, and I know Harbaugh talked about I think a week weeks a week or so later that that they didn't have a problem, you know, but uh, uh trying to run the football, but they just felt that if it was going to be a high-scoring game that they needed to get points on the board early. And again, they just played without themselves. You know, Darren, um, you know, as I look at the Kansas City Chiefs and I start to look at the gauntlet that you have to go through, I've created my own, um, you know, own concept. It's called Operation Stockpile. And uh, Operation (laughs) Stockpile needs to be in full effect as of today. Um, I think one of the reasons why teams consistently lose to the Chiefs and they lose in in, in ways that you, you find baffling is because they think that you can come with this medium medium style where, yeah, we don't need this receiver and we don't really need a name running back and we don't need that. And they go into these games talk about what you don't need. No. If you're going to beat the if you look at the team that actually beat the Chiefs, right? Burrow, Chase, Higgins, right? It's a boy, Mixon. All four of them had to do something, five of them. If I'm the Cleveland Browns and some of these other teams, you no longer could come in here and talk about, well, I'm trying to wait for this six-round pick to develop, and we don't really – they better do something now to catch him because I'm going to tell you what, right now it just seemed like he he being Jordan right now. He He's running off these runs, and I remember a whole lot of people with no rings when Mike was playing, and I don't want that to happen to you organizations. What do you feel about that? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. I'll be honest. Again, out of all the teams that was in the AFC, Cleveland was the one team that I didn't want to that I didn't want the team to face. But also, there were some players that was you know that was hoping that they would play Cleveland because they wanted to match themselves up against a Miles Garrett, who's probably going to be the defensive player of the year. You know, they wanted Juan Thornhill, you know, saying to come back to Kansas City, but but they remembered that 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 preseason game where look, you know, y'all 
y'all kind of embarrassed, you know, the the uh, starting left and right tackles in their preseason mm-hmm. game. So, so, so there was a little get back that they wanted to have, and 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 the fact that you all were number one most of the season, I guess Baltimore might end up as the top seed at the end, but you know, but they, you know, but they were really wanting to measure themselves up, uh, you know, uh, up against what you all were doing, uh, uh, up against Jim Schwartz's defense, because most of the season, you know, you all were number one, and that's 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 what they were looking forward to. And again, they they knew what they felt like they could do to to um, uh, uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, to to force them force them to throw the ball versus run the football. They didn't really know what what you was going to get with with Flacco. Now, granted, they could get after him, but but the fact that Flacco being six six and could throw the ball pretty quickly. You know, I, I still think Kansas. Well, I know Kansas City still would have won, but it, it would have made for a much tighter, a much tighter game because of your running game along with the passing game and Kevin Stefanski, who to me has grown better as a play caller, and it could just be because he had Flacco, you know, versus all the other quarterbacks who you know went down with injuries this season. Darren, my man, the one thing I, I've learned about you since our relationship have grown is you stand on business. Now, by now, everybody yeah. has seen the question. Uh, that you challenged Roger Goodell with. What I want to know, what was the temperature in the room when the cameras was off? Like after the question was asked and after everything settled <laughs> down, what was the atmosphere like? Speak to that a little bit. Well, you know, went up to shake Goodell's hand, you know, thank him for uh, coming, to, you know, uh, allowing us to come to the to the press conference, you know, but I, I said, well, you know, if you want to get together about those numbers, and he pointed to some lady off in the distance, whatever, what you know, she she can give, she can provide the data. Well, I wouldn't even have asked a question if I didn't already know the data because I contacted the NFL Network that morning and got all the numbers. So I, you know, so when I asked the question, I already knew the answer. And um, and it, it was some reporters, black, white, you know, and uh, they were like, "Oh, thank you so much for asking the question." And I was like, "Well, you could have asked the question yourself, but you know, it, it is what it is." And not surprising at all that he had that gutless, the same gutless answer he gave to Jim Trotter, uh, yeah. where where he he didn't even really answer the question, Darren, because he's like, well, he did. He did. Uh, forget he that. Let's it. talk about this, where I can say, hey, there is diversity here. Well, okay, you know, <laughs> nobody's saying. I didn't ask NFL, you about this. What's that? No, but and I was like, I didn't ask you about this. Right. You know, I asked you about this. <laughs> so, right. But he was. Yeah, he, yeah it, it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, go sorry, go, I'm sorry. Go ahead, boy. No, no, no. Go ahead. I want to hear more what you want to say. You guys. Oh, no, no. I was just saying that it was interesting because the first question that, that I asked, which was crazy because that was the one that ended up on Pat McAfee's show about the about the streaming uh, stuff yesterday. So um, just got to talking to him. And he wants to come on the show tomorrow with me on, on Radio Row. But. When you know, but when I asked the question about the streaming, they were trying to get the microphone from me. I was like, no, I'm, you know, and I, you might have saw them on TV. I was like, no, you're not getting the microphone. I said, I got a, said I got two questions. So when after the question, after I gave up the mic, that's when he did his thing because I didn't think that, that was because I wanted to challenge him, but I also didn't think that was the right setting to do it because nobody else was really trying to challenge him because I knew the number, I knew what he was going to say was going to be something that he had said before or whatever. But, again, because I wanted to challenge him, like, I don't care about this over here. Ask you about blacks, not minorities, you know, which 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 can include white women, not, you know, and, and not people of color that can be Asian, and, you know, whatever. Uh, I asked specifically for blacks as it relates to the, the NFL media newsroom. And so, yeah, I – it doesn't surprise me. You know, people are like, oh, well, you're not going to get invited next year. I'm like, well, if not, I'll just be right here on Radio Row. I said, but it's not going to stop me from asking the question. So. You, you know, Dan, let me let me follow up with that. <clears throat> a lot of times yes, when um, you are in the media, 
um, and you know, you're a journalist or you're a radio host or a talk show host, there, there's always seems to be a, a level of pushback when, when you go and you talk about um, diversity when it comes to, to black and African-American people. Um, and a lot of the people who hear it say, you know, why does it always have to be about race? Race doesn't matter. Like, I, we don't see color. Like, race, this, like, why, why are you asking that question? You know, how do you, what would you say to someone who, when you do bring up, you know, the, the topic of race and they push back with, well, I don't see color and I don't think racism is a big deal in today's, you know, society? They say that because it doesn't affect them. And put like this if BET, you know, say ran the NFL and you and you saw all of us, you know, you, me, Earl, the first thing they said, well, how come you don't have any whites in there? You know, how many whites are you going to have? Are you going to have a quota? So when, when people try to do a little pushback, I ask them, look, we ain't asking for, we're not even asking for, for, for 50% or 60%, which is the number of players that play in the league. We just asking for one. Let's start with one person first, and then we'll go from there. You know what I'm saying? Let's get one person for the door. And so when they say, well, maybe they're not qualified, well, my, my, my pushback, well, what make you think these people are qualified? A lot of them could have legacy. A lot of, a lot of them could, you know, who, 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 who's, I cover the Chiefs. Okay, there are interns. Okay, that 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 are interns with the Chiefs because some people who are friends with either Andy Reid or Clark Hunt, my daughter who was uh, um, who was at Vanderbilt at one time, wanted to do an internship with the Chiefs. They wouldn't allow her to do. It. She went now, mind you, now she's an All American at Vanderbilt, honor roll. They wouldn't let her do it, so she had to, so she had to uh, do an internship with with, with the MLS. So, you know, I, I felt a little, a, a little kind of, you know, a little certain kind of way because the people who they, who they were allowed to be an intern were friends of Clark Hunt or, or you know, and, and stuff like that. So trust me, it, it, it's, it's everywhere. It seeps everywhere. And, and for people to say, you know, maybe they're not qualified. No, I would, I, I would turn the tables around. Maybe the people who are there aren't qualified. And look, and that can go a lot of different ways because when I look at some of these NFL hirings and stuff like that, Dan Quinn, uh, getting a head coaching job with the Washington Commanders. Like, the man gave up 48 points in a playoff loss, but you think he's better than Ron Revere, who you just got rid of, and better than everybody. Hey. So, hey, I got a lot of pushback. I, yeah. I can push back a lot when it comes to this stuff. Let's keep it real. First of all, anybody that says, I don't see race, they're usually racist, it's the lying. people that say that. <laughs> That's ridiculous. We all understand Basically. that we all, everybody looks different. It's embracing the differences and getting to know people for their differences and similarities because in the end, down deep, we have more similarities, all of us, different races, religions, all these things, then we have differences. But getting to know the differences, that, that would make the difference. And it's impl- I hate. I do also hate when people say, as you guys brought up, uh, uh, well, maybe they're not qualified. Okay, it is unreasonable for me to believe that there are, there's not a single black person that is qualified for this job. That, so that's impossible to me believe. We all get it. In a perfect world, everybody, everybody at every job would be hired strictly on merit. The best person for the job gets the job. But we understand that doesn't happen. That's just the reality of the situation. So no, it's I ridiculous Look, if, 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 to be disingenuous about that. Go ahead, Dan. No, I was going to say, if, 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 people want it, if people want it perfect, they should be upset at Eve eating an apple off the Garden of Eden, you know, <laughs> because once that happened, then, you know, that was it. So that was way back when, you know, when the time of man had just started. I will say this, man. 
to me, I don't care if, if look, be proud of who you are, where you come from. I look, I am unapologetically black. I love black people. I love my people. I love all people. My brother-in-law is down there. He's white. You know, he's somewhere around here on Radio Row, probably taking pictures or something. But you know, but <laughs> but that's my brother. I love him to death. But you know, look, and 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 if a, if a race war, race riot comes, he knows what side to be on because he's got to protect my sister. So he's on my side. But <laughs> I, I said that jokingly. I said that jokingly to say that 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 it is okay. It, look, it, it's okay if you're white to, to 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 believe in what you believe in. But just stand on it. Don't don't be look. When people try to call me being racist, I'm like, oh, you can't be racist if you're black. Now, but I say, look, I just happen to have pride in 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 my, in my people where I come from, and and I know that there is discrimination. We face it every day. I mean, it, look, the hardest job in America is, is being a black man in America. So you know, but I, I don't lean on it. I don't use it as a crutch. Look, I I, I love what I do. I, I'm I'm blessed with what I do. I don't complain. You know, I I would literally do this for free. And at times, that's exactly how I feel like I'm doing. But you know, I wouldn't trade what I'm doing for anything else in the world right now. And I know we trade for a spot on Radio Row right now too, Darren. How do you see the game on Sunday playing out? The 49ers are favorites. I know you're not betting against Mahomes. So how do you see Super Bowl 58 unfolding come Sunday? I'm going to be honest. So it's actually two calendar years. Uh, fall of 2022 when the Chiefs went out there and played San Francisco. They were at full strength. They had, they had just acquired Christian McCaffrey. Um, and, and they had Debo. They had Ayuk. They had Trent Williams. They had their defense. They it, Now, and the Chiefs went there and beat them 44-23. Uh, I, I do believe the way this defense has been playing that they're not going to give up more than 17 points. But – this could be one of those high-scoring games, Patrick and Patrick and Kelsey, and everybody's talking about it's going to be one of those games. So I'm going to give both teams more points than, than what I really want to, but I've got the Chiefs not only covered, i got them winning. I think it's going to be a 31-27 type ball game. Chiefs All win right, so back-to-back. Right. Mahomes gets his third Super Bowl ring, and we're good. So, that's, uh, so you got the, the over and the Chiefs on the money line, huh? No, I got well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I take Chiefs money. Yeah. I'm going Chiefs money. money. Don't, oh, don't, I can't. Don't get We're making look, look, you told Friday. me I can't give mine. Sorry, you're yeah, right. I, I can't forgot. give mine. Yeah, boy, I didn't pocket. tell you that. Earl you told pocket. you that. Hey, one thing. I don't want one thing because I, I know you got to go. Next time you have Sean Marion on, because I know he was on with you all last week. Yeah. Ask him about the bet that he lost to me. That's all I'm. I see. You ain't going nowhere yet. Okay. Okay. You ain't going nowhere yet. I got another question. How does it feel like? Like how how the people in Kansas City? Do y'all like? watch until the AFC championship game? Like, do y'all just check out and then start watching at the AFC championship game? Like, cause I know in Cleveland, when the cast was going to the finals every year, the playoffs really didn't mean much. I knew we was going to the finals. So it's like, do y'all pencil yourself in AFC championship no, game minimum football? Not, well, diehard, crazy lunatic Chiefs fans. Yes, they do. I, I mean, look, I, at worst, the, the the worst that Mahomes has gotten to is, is is an overtime loss in the ASU championship game. At best, it's been a Super Bowl. So, I mean, literally, like I told you, Bush earlier, until you knock them off earlier, or they or they don't make it to the playoffs or something, that's just. I mean, you can kind of pencil them in like that. It's not trying to be funny, but that's just the way it is. I, I am excited for it. I know you, you have the extremes in Kansas City with like one of the best teams in sports and one of the worst teams in sports. But I think it was a good week for the Royals here. <laughs> that that extension yeah. with Bobby Wood Jr. is great because he's a phenomenal player. 
Well, it, look, it helps because what they're trying to do, they're trying to get a new a new ballpark stadium again. Uh, you know, billionaires yeah. one you know one taxpayer money. That's the story within itself. But oh. uh, but it, it helps them. You you keep a homegrown kid here for I think it's a fourteen year deal with with eleven million of it guaranteed. So uh, it, it, it's good press for them that you know uh, Salvador Perez wants to stay here as well. And so there's going to be a tax uh, initiative on on the fourth or uh, well, on the first Tuesday in April. That will uh, that will continue the revenue uh, for the Chiefs and the Royals if it passes. But the Chiefs, I'm sorry, but the Royals are looking to move from Truman to, from the Truman Complex to a downtown stadium. Mm-hmm. Darren, real real quick before we let you go, if this is your Wednesday suit, what can we expect on Sunday? Oh yeah, I'm thinking a 27 uh, piece masterpiece. It uh, look, I would tag UCSS. You know, I'll <laughs> tag it either in the press box or on the field after the Chiefs win. But trust and believe, it's going to be pimpish. Damn, pimpish is a hell. How of many work. suitcases do you bring with you to Kansas City <laughs> for all these suits? I brought three. I I, I brought three. I brought so, three. Joseph, Darren's a- like a fashion. He's like a fashion model. Burlington Coat Factory. <laughs> Joseph A. Bank. You should Where be is this talking, for us? talking to me about this yeah. is unacceptable. I'm just as big weight wise as Darren. You can get suit hey, jackets hey, hey, in hey, my hey, joint. Hey, 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 Hold on, hold on, wait a second. Just because I got Sean Merriman buying me a fifty-five thousand dollar wide goose Tomahawk steak, don't mean don't mean after the Super Bowl, after we get through partying and stuff, I'm not gonna try to get back down a little bit, man. Hold on now. That was out of pocket. That, that, that was, was out of pocket. pocket. I might have been talking about his shoulders. If you yeah. say Darren's out of pocket, which pocket are you talking about? Yeah, he's got about pocket. fifty-eight pockets. Darren, we love you, buddy. We'll see you later, dude. Thanks, Darren. All right, man. Love y'all, man. Y'all take care. Thank you so much. Great, Darren Smith. He's the honorary, honorary yeah, he's, UCSS. He's part of the team. He, like, we he's, love Darren. He's no longer a correspondent. He like he owns some sort of stock, bro. Shout out. Yeah. Hey, that's a that's a beautiful thing. Somebody that liked the show so much that he watch it in his in a different time zone, covering a different that's team right. every single day. That's crazy. It is. We got uh, also real quick. Yeah. Darren, I'm telling you, is in the know. Like. If it happens with the Chiefs, yeah, yeah, all Darren, Darren texted me. And the news is public, so I'm not. You saw what happened to Pat Mahomes' dad. Yeah, yeah. right. Darren texted me four hours before TMZ had it. Oh, really? Because I texted him, "What time you want to come on this week?" He's like, "I'll call you later. I'm dealing with uh, this yeah. situation." Yeah. And I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "It'll break in a few hours." Oh. Okay. He was on top of it all. Yeah. Like Darren knows stuff. Darren knows stuff. We got super chats real quick, Earl. We don't have super chats, but we do have time for final thoughts. So I just want to lead that off. I think this has been an amazing show. I thought that we touched on topics that we normally wouldn't touch on. We had authentic conversations. I love being a part of Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. I love being around my brothers, man. Like, y'all are dope. Like, just keep iron sharpens iron. And as we love each other around here, I pray that more people externally can love to show show that same amount of love to whoever's around them. I like to have a final thought. Yeah. I hate when I get something wrong. And when I said mm. uh, Don Newcomb earlier left to go fight in the Korean War, yeah. Earl Chan didn't said Steve Becker said it's World War II. Yeah. Well, the fact check's wrong. It was the Korean War. Yeah. So I was right. Shout out Don Newcomb. Okay, so you didn't get something wrong. didn't Steve get something Curran. wrong. Steve Current, Steve Curran, you're wrong. Yeah, that's facts. G got a, the wrong battle. Oh, so Don Newcomb so did stop. Did, no, I was right the whole time. But, Don Newcomb but, stopped his baseball career to go fight in the Korean War. But yes. they didn't have to fact check me. I, like, I, 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 it came to so, me. So, 
I thought so Steve that, Becker was fact-checking me. I just that's to clear it up. Another great thing about this show, unlike a lot of media members, when we make a mistake, we admit it. In real time. That's right. Yeah. I admit you, it. You screw up. You're talking. Off, we're not reading off a script. We're not, you know, some robot here. And You're going to make mistakes. We were going to talk about the Mahomes-Browns yeah, we potential gotta get that clash. Tomorrow, I think. We can do it tomorrow, Friday. We'll do it before yeah, the Super yeah. Bowl for sure. But it's yeah. a great topic. And Earl, I know you may do it for This year took it to another level. Because yeah. this year it didn't seem as much a foregone conclusion that they were going to go. It seemed like a down year for them, and they still got there. It's crazy. So that's what makes it harder to think you can get past them. But He's been to six AFC championships in six games, <laughs> yeah. as a, six years as a starter. By the way, did you see um, Deshaun Watson talking to Ryan Clark about kind of the same thing? He asked him, you know, when you're playing against Patrick Mahomes, what are you thinking about going yeah. into the game? And do you – I, I really – there's a mental yeah. aspect, and it's Brady. Jordan was like that. I think LeBron and basketball had got to it. Uh, I'm not sure if he's still there now, but in his peak. When he was playing, was playing the Hawks and the Raptors. <laughs> yeah, there's a legit mental aspect. It's not just yeah. beating the team. It's overcoming the mountain of Mahomes. Yeah, but it's still not the same with basketball because we got a little tired of the regular season of the playoffs here because we knew that there's no way LeBron yeah. was going to lose. Whereas the football, no matter how anything, good Mahomes anything is. Anything could happen. It, yeah. yeah, anything could happen. All right, we'll see you on overtime. We're talking about our favorite movies of all time. That's next. We see ya. Peace. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.